Welcome everyone to the After Action Report, a podcast from the Eden Project. I'm one of your hosts today. My name is Michael Stewart, and this is my friend, my co-host, and the executive director of the Eden Project, Bryn Briggs. Hey, Bryn. How's it going today? It is wonderful. Now, this episode is recorded at Rome at Trillith, designed to re-inspire work and meetings. Rome partners with you to create a better workday for you and your team with elevated office environments, productive workspaces, and an all-inclusive meeting rooms throughout the uh, entire area. And we're grateful uh, that we could be here. From it's fantastic here. Do you remember our other office? Did you ever go to the other office? Which one? I feel like we've gone to a few a couple places. Of the one on, that was on, um, on Bradford Street in, uh, in Fayetteville. I think so, yeah. yeah. Nothing like this place. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Totally different. People love this. I'll come here sometimes just, uh, just to sit and drink coffee and people watch. Oh, yeah. Rome is a great place to do that. You got uh, a little coffee shop downstairs and uh, see all the people that have the uh, offices up That's here right. and in and out. The, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so the Eden Project is a veteran's an active military's resource for mental health, helping those who need healthy mental health tools and resources to deal with day-to-day life. Sometimes those resources are outside of mental health, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But today, we are going to discuss a little bit on the mental health. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're committed to helping veterans and their families thrive in their post-military life. So if active duty, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll help them thrive in, in their active duty life, but really the, their time after their, their service is over. Um, this podcast, a lot like the Eden Project, is really going to focus on the two things we hear the most. It's helping veterans find their purpose or refine their purpose, um, identify who they are now after their service is over. Um, we're going to discuss hidden injuries, you know, TBIs and post-traumatic stress and the things that people don't like to talk about. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it. Uh, you mentioned mental health. We're going to cover that. Um, wellness practices, relationships, things that, again, things that people need but don't always want to talk about. But, you know, we're, we're going to cover it. Um, and really, you know, just life after military is over. Uh, like we met someone this morning, we're going to interview people within the veteran community, uh, community leaders on all of these and other current topics. Our goal is to really empower and encourage the listener really to be resilient um, in their post-military life and really life in general. Okay. So if uh, if by chance a listener has uh, missed our first very first podcast, yeah. uh, then we're going to recap a little bit right now. Yeah, sure. So a little bit we talked about last time um, and why this is so important to me and why why I um, am so passionate about this. I spent 28 years in, in the military. I was active duty Marine enlisted for the first eight years, took a few months off and then got a direct commission and spent another 20 years in the Army. I've got multiple deployments. Um, I got out after 28 years of service, spent another couple of years, you know, doing or trying my hand at uh, civilian life. That didn't go so well. <laughs> um, and then I got back into serving and working with veterans and had been doing that for the last eight years. So um, that was kind of a quick recap, but, but that's really where the, the, the passion to serve our veteran community comes from. So when we talk about things like uh, getting people reintegrated with life and the things that they have to go through, especially after whatever they've been through in the military, whether they're still active or just now fresh out or if they've been a, let's just say, a veteran from long ago. Yeah. um, What does that look like? 
I mean, what's entailed in that? In the the getting getting back to life again? Yeah, you know, I'm like, you, you know, what we talk about as far as what the Eden Project does versus other organizations. Gotcha. You know, yeah, gotcha. So um, we we really focus on giving people tools to to be successful in life. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of organizations will provide events or maybe help them find a job, and then once they have their job, they they move on. Um, but there's way more to it than that. The the two things that people generally look for when they after they leave the military is is their purpose and their identity. When we're in the military, we know what our what our job is or our, our mission. That's mm-hmm. what we call it in the military. We know what the mission was. Um, our whole life and career was based around around that. But now that we're out, that um, that purpose or mission isn't as clear and as obvious. So we, we really focus on, on that part of it. And, you know, face it, when you're a Marine, you're a Marine. When right. you're in the Army, you know, that, that's your identity. Once people are out, they start to, they, they, they've lost that and, and they look for that. So really that's where the Eden Project and, and this podcast is going to come in and help people um, refine and rediscover that stuff. I had somebody once tell me uh, where it seemed similar to say somebody who's been married for 50 years and then all of a sudden they lose a spouse. Their whole life was built around that and then it's kind of like, how do I continue to go on now just with me? You know, I have to find myself and discover me without that particular person or that thing or whatever I've had in my life, right? That's a great example and it's it's a great way to tie in um, our, our, Really, our target audience is the veteran community, mm-hmm. but the things we're going to talk about fit everybody, and that's probably one of the best examples to to say, yeah, who am I? Who's my identity? Um, what's my identity? And you know, who am I now? And and how these tools fit the the, the person you're talking about, but also you know, obviously our our, our veterans. Exactly, and. Also to remember, because it's easy to forget that maybe this person is dealing with something, but everybody around them in their life is dealing with it too. Absolutely. Not as much as maybe the person themselves, yeah. but they have to deal with the fallout from whatever comes yeah. from that person. That's the spouse, the kids, the parents, whoever it may be, correct? You know, work, bosses, so on and so forth. Well, there's a term, it's it's a relatively new term, but it's um secondary post-traumatic stress. So... I go through an event and and I'm traumatized and, and trying to deal with that. Well, the fallout from that, the the anger, the isolation, the the substance abuse, and whatever else affects, like you just said, everybody around. So, absolutely, yeah. What you're saying. So, I think everybody can see why we think this podcast, an expansion of the Eden Project, is very very important and it's timely. Pretty much, listen to this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've been kicking this around for, for several months, and um, and the Eden Project's been around for eight years now. And we're, one of the things that, that you have to ask yourself is, is there an audience for this? Or who's going to care about this? Just because I'm passionate, is there enough? Um, is there a big enough audience? Well, we, we think there is. So um, the Veterans Administration, the VA tells us that there's 18 million veterans who live in the U.S. right now? Mm. Of that 18 million, about three million vets served in Iraq and Afghanistan. This is the one that really that really um, hits home to me, and and why I think this is uh, such a, a pertinent topic now. One in five vets, or about 20%, deal with post traumatic stress, and 
this is kind of a, a, a bigger a bigger number, but somewhere between 11 and 23 percent of all those vets have a post or have a um, a traumatic brain injury. TBI. Wow. You know, so the transition from uh, military and post military or to the post military, I mean, that can be a very difficult journey for a lot of people, and it's personal for you. It is. So, you know, just a regular military career mm-hmm. is, is difficult in itself because, you know, they most of our of our vets or military people join when they're 18. They go in the military and they're, they're, the formative years of their adult life mm-hmm. are shaped around the principles and concepts of the branch that they're serving in. So they become, you know, what the Marine Corps wants them to become or what the Army, Air Force, right. <laughs> Space Force or you right. know, whatever. So they become that. And whether they're serving two years or, or 22 years, that's their life. And that in itself is difficult. But you add in um, combat tours, you add in some type of injury, and it, uh, it makes that transition, like you said, even more difficult. Um, I, you know, like I, we, we talked about before the show, I deal with post-traumatic stress. It's, it's not something that, uh, you know, for a long time it was... I'm going to hide this or try to hide this. Right. Uh, but you can't hide it. it it's something you, that, that you deal with. I had four brain injuries while I was in the military. My uh, last two years that I spent in the Army, I spent in a traumatic brain injury clinic. So this is personal to me. It's, um, I, I, I'm living it myself, and I've worked with other, other vets around me. So yeah, this is this is personal, yeah. personal, and 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 I say this in a in a lighthearted way. You have experience in all of the things that you're helping to deal or, or other people to deal with. Yeah. So you know, I'm the 28 years in uniform and then the eight years uh, post military, right? Um, working with other vets and and saying, okay, here's how I got through this. Watching other folks and listening to them, how they get through this. I just want to share that with these guys and gals who maybe looking for something and, and need that that thing but don't know what that thing is right so um some of the ways that you uh you have to help people is you know you've put together programs we have things on the websites that's available to it but let's talk about that path to healing yeah and the uh what do you call it the the four pillars yeah there you go the yep. four pillars um again you know watching people heal and then on the opposite side watching them struggle Mm-hmm. We observed and saw that there there are four things that those who are going to survive, actually going to thrive, had kind of four things in common. The ones who were missing any of these four things tended to, well, they tended to not do so well. Um, the four things that, that the Eden Project is based on and really the what's going to be behind our, our podcast, um, a strong support system, a sense of purpose, personal faith, and um, of course, adequate healthcare. Okay, so let's let's break those down. You know, one by one, the support system. Yep. Um, so the 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 goal is to create that that personal support system. So it, it can be a spouse, a loved one, a family member. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, you know someone in the family. A peer group is a great support system. Um, so we create tools and, and things that, that veterans and their families can use to really build up a, and maintain a, a strong support system. Okay. And then a sense of purpose, because yeah. like you mentioned earlier, is that some people are like, you know, well, I, this is done. What do I have now? You know? that's, that's right. That's huge. One of the two things that we hear the most 
is they've lost veterans have lost their identity and they don't have a purpose in life anymore. So we really, really focus in on that. We have a, a 13 week peer program and our peer program really helps um, our vets find their, their new purpose in life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really the, the foundation of almost everything else that we do. And then there's a personal faith. So the Eden project isn't, um, you know, we're not faith based. We're not, we're not strictly Christian Catholic or whatever else, right. but we do understand and, and recognize that faith is an integral part of who we are. So we encourage people to find their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't push our religion, we, but we encourage them to, to have their own faith in something. Right. Something that they can have faith in and believe in. and Absolutely. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, and then finally, adequate health care, uh, medical care. Yeah, we don't provide that. We have a lot of partners, and we will help people find what they need in, in, within the medical system. But, you know, if your body is, you know, is hurting or broke down, some of these other things aren't going to come together. So, so medical care is, is, uh, is huge. And so when the people are reaching out to the Eden Project for, for help, and let's just say it is revolving around the, the mental health, is this something that you share with them in, in, in a variety of ways? Is it something that just happens in a phone call? I mean, obviously, you can't fix every problem with one phone call. Hey, right. I got you covered. I know somebody. You know? Yeah. Um, it generally starts with either a phone call, a text, um, an email. Mm-hmm. They'll get a hold of us somehow. And they'll, they uh, generally, they start out with something real innocuous like, um, can you help me with my VA claim? Oh, can yeah. you get us, uh, we, I haven't eaten in a day or two, or I need help with a power bill. That's how they get in the door. Because, you know, men generally, and veterans specifically, don't ask for help. They're not going to reach out and say, I'm depressed, I'm sad, I'm, I'm you know, whatever. They're going to find another reason. Right. So they reach out that way first. And from there, then one of our one of our team members will give them a call. And typically within the first 45 minutes or so, we can get into what what they really called about. Mm -hmm. And from there, we we send them to um, maybe one of our partners or we bring them in and they participate in one of our peer groups. So uh, for those listening, Eden dash project. Dot com. That's the website. You can uh, take a visit, look around, see yeah. see the things that we do and, and, and what we have to offer. Eden, E-D-E-N dash project dot com. Now, we've been talking about stats and we talk about like, you know, what we do when people reach out and all that. But what's something that we can share today for someone who doesn't even have to visit the website? Yeah. Uh, some, some things to help them be a better person. Yep. Um, so you, you want to jump into? I want to jump right into the, one of the tools we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, let's talk, let's do it. I like that. Uh, so one of the things that we that we started doing early on um, is journaling. Have you ever journaled? You know, I, I I've done it a few times, yeah. but if someone were to go back and look at my journaling, it would look like you know what happened to these last two years. He wrote for two weeks, and then and so I wasn't consistent with yeah. it. So yeah. I don't know, but I do have people that journal in my life that uh, do it, and they say it's wonderful. It just changes their whole perspective on things. It's huge, and um, there's lots of different ways to journal. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is one of those things that, that we kind of picked up early on. We we saw that it was working, but like anything else, it can be done right, 
really helpful. Mm-hmm. It can also be done in ways that, that may be not so helpful. Um, so we have a, a process called gratitude, uh, gratitude journaling. There's a thousand different studies out there. So there's some studies that, sh- that, that say that um, we have about 6,000 thoughts a day. 6,200, if you want to get exact on that one study, right? That's right. That's right. Um, but there's also other studies mm-hmm. that say it's as many as 60,000 thoughts in a day. So it really comes down to how they classify what a, what a thought is. But either way, whether it's 6,000 or 60, that's an awful lot of stuff going through your head. A lot of stuff <laughs> happening in the day. And I feel like, uh, I think that's low compared to my head. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I've, I've listened to you sometimes. I, I think your number's even higher yeah. than, than the 60. <laughs> the kind of guy. <laughs> um, but what all the studies do agree on is whether it's six or 60,000 thoughts, 80% of those thoughts that go through our head are negative. So that means anywhere from... Uh, what, 5,000 to 48,000 48, thoughts 000. in your head yeah. are all negative. Wow. And, and if you think about that, when, and, and I like that you call it gratitude journaling because you don't want to be the negative journal. Let's write down every bad thing in your life. Right, right. Because that's not going to get you anywhere. And, and that's what some people you know, started. I, when I first started journaling, that's what I was taught was just write what's going on in your head. Well, imagine... If 80% of what you're thinking is negative, mm-hmm. now you start writing down what you're thinking, you're reinforcing those negative thoughts. Yep. So first you think it, and then you go through the, the physical act of writing it down, and then you're going to reread it. So that negative thought has been reinforced three times. So we don't do that kind of journaling. We focus on what you said earlier. It's on gratitude journaling. Well, I myself, I'd be a horrible, horrible novelist. I mean, I, you know, in, in the many uh, jobs that I do, you know, I do a lot of writing, a lot of script writing and things like this. And so after a while, the last thing I want to do at the end of a day is, or, you know, or at the beginning, right before I'm going to do it is sit down and write. But if I were, I would want to follow these guidelines and say, okay, right. how do I do this right to where I actually get something out of it, even if I'm just doing it a few minutes a day, Yeah, you yeah. know, versus sitting down and writing, you know, an hour's worth of, of, of writing, you know. So, we, you know, we, so, and that's what we talk about. We work with folks like you. If, if There are some people that will take, and I've, I've, I've brought in um, our journal. So this one oh. is mine. Let me see. Does it have your personal private notes in here? It, it does, <laughs> so we won't share those on, on, on this. But um, uh, I guess you could if you wanted to. But so basically it's uh, if people want to write um, novels, mm-hmm. There's, there's a way to just write sentence after sentence after sentence. I'm a bullet point kind of guy. So I, my thoughts are in just concise bullets, and, and that's how I journal. But what I do, I'll sit down in the morning. Um, morning is it's the quiet time for me. I right. make the coffee. I can smell the coffee and enjoy you know, everything about the, the coffee experience in the, 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 first, the first part of my day. The quiet time of the day in the morning for me, I'll sit down just maybe five or no more than 10 minutes at a time. And I just focus on the things that either the day before I'm the most grateful for, or maybe, maybe that, that day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's something as simple as, man, I'm glad I have this five minutes to journal and, and drink my coffee. I like that. So, uh, I know different th- for for me. I wake up in the morning and I start my day as a Christian man. I start my day uh, some Bible reading, some devotionals, and some quiet time praying for other people. That helps me 
take the focus off of me and my troubles and my worries and yeah. concerns and all. And uh, and again, the, you, you, your faith, whatever you want it to be, but if you put the focus on someone else, which is that never-ending circle, if you could do it, like if you think about this, if our whole goal, if you and I are in a relationship, if my whole goal is to make sure I'm always trying to please you. No, I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, to make sure that your needs are met. Yeah. And then in your mind, your goal is to make sure my needs are met. Yep. Think about what a wonderful cycle that would be in that one relationship. And if we do this throughout our whole day with everybody that we meet, that makes for a better world anyway. So a better world helps you be a better person as right. well. Right. Um, and that's where the, the the gratitude side comes in. You don't you, in, with, with with your scenario. You're not going to be thinking about okay, how can I mess his day up? How can I right. how can I trip him up or, or 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 you know make it horrible for him? You're thinking of all the positive things or something happy that that you could do. Mm-hmm. That's what really our, our gratitude journaling is is focused on the good things that are that are happening in your life. And what we found is that tends to restructure and um and change the the chemical the chemical makeup Mm -hmm. in people's brains you know depressed people have a a certain kind of brain chemistry Mm -hmm. and this helps to for lack of a better term wash out that stuff right and replace it with um you know kind of a more positive upbeat Right. Brain chemistry. Yeah. And it's easy to see that positive thoughts uh, and the more that, and listen, I, in my prayer, uh, met over at the church earlier this morning and we were talking about the same thing. No matter what you do in life, the more you do it, the better you'll be at it. Right. I don't care if it's a sport, if it's being cranky and negative, uh, you know, I mean, you're going to get really good if you yeah. do that all the time. But to have constant positive thoughts for yourself, yeah. for people around you, strangers, whatever it is, it will start to displace the negative thoughts and see our lives in a different way. Right. Again, back to gratitude journal, being thankful even for, oh, I'm grateful for this cup of coffee yeah. or I'm grateful for my almost 17-year-old cat that likes to get down on with me when I pray or, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know, you become grateful in the, in the simple things in life. And it's not always easy. I hope... Um Anyone listening doesn't think that you know it's gonna it's the 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 happy pill that's gonna right, change everything right. and all of a sudden boom now everything is is good to go. Takes time. That's that's exactly it does take time and even after you get good at it, those bad days are still there. So what we tell people is um, whether you have one of our journals or someone else's journal or just a blank book and you're writing stuff in, or nowadays you can take the notes on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the week. Go back and look at those notes you wrote down. Um, odds are, you'll see a trend, mm-hmm. and the trend may be: I'm I'm super happy that I I have a house, I have food, I have someone who loves me. When those dark days or those hard days happen again, and they're going to happen again, mm-hmm. the per the reason we have people go back and and relook at those, now they have something they can they can anchor or lean on. So, let's say that. Uh, you have a bad day, but your um, the thing that you're most consistent is is you have an awesome person like me you can reach out to. <laughs> so when it's really dark, you just pick that phone up and say, "Hey, man, I'm I'm having a rough day." Right, and that's what it's there for. Um, if you if you don't focus on it or don't realize it or or you know it's not in the front of your mind, you may forget all that awesome stuff that's that, that's in your life. Um, looking at it weekly 
one, it reinforces it, but two, it also lets you reach out in those really dark times if you need it. Yeah, exactly. Is there somewhere online uh, for a gratitude journal or, or can they order one from you if they wanted yeah. this specific one from yeah. from the Eden Project? So we have so we have two. We, we did the one that you showed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's a six-month journal. And it's basically just to kind of get your feet wet, get you in, in there, and um, and get started. We've got this other one. Got your picture on the back right there. This is a one-year gratitude journal okay um every at the end of every month or at the end of about every 30 days we have a new wellness practice the wellness practices are things we're going to be talking about on our show but we've added in so it, it, this is a full year where that one was six months right and um every at the end of every month and, and this one is a new wellness practice like journaling like box breathing and different things gratitude journal make gratitude a habit by Bryn Briggs 52 weeks and you can uh, find you can reach out to the Eden Eden dash project.com find out more details on that yeah so for us one of the best ways is you know reach out to us and we'll be more than happy to provide the journal for you but it's on Amazon if someone wanted oh uh, sweet wanted to get um, gratitude they can type in gratitude journal Bryn Briggs or Bryn Briggs and and um I buy it off of Amazon. I think that's what people should do right now is go visit <laughs> Eden-Project.com or, you know, look, search Amazon and, and, and find that too. Because um, we're coming up on the end of our time. Uh, I, this is a wonderful way to start taking whatever's going on in your life and putting it in a different direction. Absolutely. Because yeah. the one thing that we find is that if you keep doing the same old thing, and that's an old saying, you know, you know, if you keep doing the same thing, expecting different results, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it is. It's it's how do I? A lot of people are like, well, how do I get to that point where I want to do something different? I want to think differently. I want to act differently and uh, try to do things that are going to be you know better for me. Where do I go? How do I do that? And start with the Eden Project. Start with the Eden Project and start with 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 journaling. So this is one of the many tools that we're going to provide on, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, we'll talk about a, a breathing technique that we there's lots of different breathing techniques. Mm-hmm. But next the next next episode, we'll talk about the breathing technique that we use. Um, and then we'll just kind of build from there. There's there's, there's so many different um, tools mm-hmm. that are out there for uh, for people to use to just make a you know make their day better, make their life better, and and just be happy. And that's the whole goal of the Eden Project is to help veterans and active militaries. We said at the very beginning. <laughs> be, be well to be to be better than what they are right now. That's Every right. day is a is a step towards healing. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it doesn't happen overnight, you know, obviously, you know, things like that. But, you know, with a goal for the Eden Project to uh, provide that mental health resources and uh, whether it is mental health. And yeah. sometimes outside of that, we, we discussed on a little bit on the last episode, but we will talk about more ways to volunteer, you know, because right. I know that's right. a big thing. When you get out and start helping others physically, if you're able in, the, in your local community, wherever you are listening to this, that's a good thing for healing as well. That's huge. And, you know, that's something that maybe gives people their purpose. A phrase that someone coined for us a couple of years ago, um, and I, I, I kind of like this, where other organizations provide an escape from reality, mm-hmm. the Eden Project provides tools to deal with reality. And this is one of the many tools that we provide to, uh, you know, help people deal with and work with day-to-day life. Yeah, it's something that's going to be uh, not just a, you know, quick fix kind of regular you know yeah sweet thing hey go off and do this and come back home to what you were dealing with before right. it's a 
everlasting thing if, if, if needed. Absolutely. So uh, a big thank you to Rome at Trillith in Trillith, Georgia. I, it actually used to be a part of Fayetteville, Georgia. Yeah. And now it's its own little community. It's got its own zip code, I it, believe. Does I, it not? It's, it's got everything out here. It's gorgeous. Oh, it is. It's beautiful. Uh, movie studios are all being built around here. Uh, I can't say that you're going to see a whole bunch of stars walking along other than yourself and me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Rome partners with you to create a better work day for you and your team with elevated office environments. So if you're ever in the area and you want to check that out, visit Rome at Trillith. Um, thank you so much for joining us here on the After Action Report, a podcast from the Eden Project. Whatever, you, Wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast and whatever format, uh, and there's many of them out there. Yeah. Thank you for be, or being part of that. But also, share, uh, spread, the, spread the love. Spread the love. Somebody, you know, not just yourself, or maybe, you know, it's a family member or a friend or somebody you just met. Hey, I heard somebody. Maybe you could uh, you know, use these folks and let them help you. Yeah, that's how this medium, this platform works, is if you like it, like it, but share it as well. The more you like and share, the more other people can benefit from it. So that's... Um, our goal is to is to help as many people as we can and the best way to do that is for anybody listening to to you know like and, and, and share what we're doing mm-hmm. tell them the website again it's eden e-d-e-n dash project.com eden dash project.com again thank you so much from the after action report i'm michael stewart i'm Bren briggs have a wonderful day